She sighed. Lord Marstoke was indeed a concern. Lady Tilney spun back for a moment. And Bryn, you are not to set a foot outside or think to wander off. Recall what happened last week. That poor Russian girl, one of the Grand Duchess's own ladies, carried off by brigands. I don't know what this world is coming to when a lady cannot take a stroll in the garden without worrying about being abducted. Still muttering, Lady Tilney dragged Jane off toward the dancing. The dense population in the room precluded movement in any sort of a straight line. Bryn watched as the Marquis was obliged to curve his way through the crowd, coiling toward her like a great dour snake. A bit of melodrama, perhaps, but it appeared that she was not alone in her fancy. Lady Dalton's guests slid quickly out of the way as they grasped his identity. Tiny mice they were, grateful that the predator amongst them had fixed his hungry eye on a plumper specimen. He halted in front of her. "'Accompany me, if you please,' he said, extending his arm. "'Good evening, my lord.' She eyed his arm but did not take it. "'Where would you like to go?' "'A short stroll. We shall stick to the house.' I've something to discuss with you. Lady Tilney's admonishments rang in her ears. She nodded and placed her arm on his. Immediately he slid his hand back and gripped her elbow. He began to steer her through the crowd and away from the heated crush of the dance floor. Bryn struggled to maintain her composure. She'd been so nervous when her father first arranged the match, more than a little frightened at the thought of marrying a man so much older and more experienced than she The first truly shy moment of her life had come the first time she was left alone with this tall stranger, and she'd stumbled and started her way through their first encounters. It hadn't put him off, however. He'd appeared to be pleased enough with the match, if not enthusiastic, and gradually she'd regained her equilibrium. It struck her suddenly, as they made their way deeper into the house and away from the cacophony of the ballroom, that Lord Marstoke had become increasingly grim and disapproving, even as she had grown more comfortable in her new role. She glanced up. The Marquis was a handsome man, in a hard way, tight and controlled. He boasted a trim figure and a full head of dark hair. Tonight he wore it slicked back from his face. A mistake, she thought. The harsh style served to emphasise the only soft thing about him, the first slight sign of heavy jowls, emerging from the deeply rutted lines bracketing his mouth. She wondered if this one weakness vexed him when he gazed in the mirror every morning. The thought of her every morning spent in his company brought her mind back around to Lady Tilney's words. "'My lord?' she asked suddenly. "'What is your opinion on women and charitable pursuits?' He sighed. Just an infinitesimal exhalation, really, but somehow she knew it contained all the exasperation of one of Lady Tilney's tirades. Since you ask, I'm assuming it means more to you than a means to agitate your chaperone. He did not look at her as he spoke. Your father encourages such activity, I understand, but after we wed you will have little time for that sort of thing. There were several shocks contained in that short answer. She chose the obvious one to address first. Why won't I? she asked. Marstoke stopped in front of a pair of heavily carved doors. Your life will be very different. Your first duty will lie with me. He pushed the doors open. In here, he ordered. It was a library only dimly lit. 
The Marquis dropped Bryn's arm and crossed to a well-stocked side table. After sorting through several decanters, he poured himself a drink. He did not offer to pour one for her. "'I wish to speak with you about Lady Hartford's gathering,' he said without preamble. "'There is something I wish you to do for me.' Indignation began to outweigh Bryn's nerves. "'Actually, I thought to attend Mrs. Montague's musicale instead. With so many of the temps heading for Paris, she'll be lacking donors. I—' "'No.' Bryn blinked. "'Excuse me?' "'No. You'll attend Lady Hartford's.' He still had not looked directly at her. Taking his drink, he crossed to the window and rocked back on his heels. "'Listen closely. When you are presented to Catherine, the Grand Duchess, I want you to turn the conversation to the sad plight of the Princess of Wales, spin the tragic tale of her husband's neglect, of his persecution of her in the papers, of her limited access to her daughter, and her near isolation.' She could feel the colour climbing into her cheeks. Fleetingly, She wished she were one of those ladies who looked stormy and ravishing when they were angry. She only got blotchy. But at this moment she didn't give a damn. Through the rush of blood pounding in her ear, she heard her mother's lilting voice. Begin as you mean to go on.